What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Winner Circle. My name is Anthony Wynn, and this is the first episode. And I'm hyped about it, and I'm glad I'm finally freaking doing this. And yeah, so let's get into it. It's the pilot. Um, just give a little background on me. Um, I'm in North Carolina now, living in North Carolina for five years. Um, originally from New York. This is primarily going to be a sports podcast, so just get that in your head. Also, uh, New York uh, through and through with my sports teams, Giants, Yankees, Rangers, um, Knicks. So, you know, it's most likely going to be about them most of the time. So, you know, if that's a problem, sorry, but I'm not sorry. So, yeah, anyway. Let's get into it real quick. So I'm going to get a recap of all the games. Obviously, we just had the first freaking NFL Sunday, and I couldn't have been more hyped for it. I was probably more hyped than anybody down here. Uh, couldn't stop talking about it. You can ask my girlfriend. It was kind of ridiculous. But I couldn't wait. And the first game, we had Buffalo and L.A., the Rams defending Super Bowl champions, hanging the banner. And they were horrible. And it was great to see because I'm glad to see Buffalo actually doing something. Josh Allen is something different. If uh, you took anything away from that game, Josh Allen is just different. He's he's they, they had two interceptions. Neither of them were his fault. The one was right in the hands of the dude, and it bounced out. It, it He's just on a different level than everybody else. Um I think he's going to win MVP this year. They showed that they were the best team. Um, they took care – well, they didn't really take care of the ball, but Stafford and the Rams didn't do much better at it. Three interceptions, one touchdown. He didn't play so great either. I think his elbow injury is going to bite him in the butt all year. And, by the way, before I go any further, sorry in advance to any family members or friends that get offended by curse words. I'm crazy about this stuff so you know if it slips out it slips out i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry just accept the apology throughout the rest of the episodes the rest of the time i do this everything anyway back to it so really all you really needed to know from that game is that josh allen is a beast that's about it everything else didn't really matter the rams defense didn't show up ramsey was getting cooked all night um which surprised me, and I mean, you got to give credit to Cooper Cup, though. He showed up. He was the only one to show up for the Rams. I think he got, how many points did he get on fantasy? I know, because someone had him who I played against. He got upwards of 30 points on fantasy. I'm not going to take the time to look at that stuff right now, but so yeah, that's about it you needed to know, and you know, it was super hyped, hyped up. The Rams are the odds-on favorite for the Super Bowl this year, so they didn't show anybody anything else to believe otherwise. And they were definitely the best team in week one by far. But, you know, there were still how, – how many games would it be if all 32 teams played? 16. There were still 16. The math, you know. Not great with the math. But, anyway, back to the games. Um, one of the biggest games I was interested in, and this is for all the Carolina fans out there, was the Panthers and the Browns. I don't have a rooting interest. You Normally, I don't care. Um, but Baker Mayfield is the quarterback of the Panthers, and 
he was playing the Browns. And with all the drama that happened with that through the offseason, you know, Baker felt disrespected by the team. Um, yeah, I would feel disrespected too if you played the whole year and you were injured and you did everything you could, even though you were a nozzle about it, which I don't like. But I can understand why you feel disrespected when, you know, they go out and sign Deshaun Watson, who didn't play the entire season because of legal reasons that I'm not going to go all the way into right now. And they paid him a boatload of money. I would feel disrespected too. But you're in Carolina and. Of course, there was supposedly supposed to be a battle with Sam Darnold, which they traded for you. Everybody knew you were going to be starting. So that was it. And, of course, you get Cleveland on the first game. And how did you do? Boy, that was bad. I feel bad for Carolina fans because I actually think they do have a good team, believe it or not. And, you know, their defense is is good could I name a player on the defense no probably not but they're pretty good uh from what I was hearing before the um season started that they have a legit defense and obviously so does Cleveland and Miles Garrett showed that I think he's going to win defensive player of the year he was a animal a man amongst boys out there he just threw everybody around like he always does and you know Baker couldn't handle it. I feel like Baker fumbled the ball like four times. I don't know who fumbled more, Baker or Matt Ryan, and we'll get to that game. But, yeah, it was all over the place. Baker had a horrible interception that I watched. And, you know, the thing about the Panthers for me is where I think they screwed up in this game, and they could have won that game still because you got Jacoby Brissett at quarterback for Cleveland, and they just signed Deshaun Watson. They don't care about Jacoby Brissett, and he knows what he's there for. I mean, I guess he did what he had to do, but he didn't light the world on fire. Um, that running game is serious, but Carolina really got me upset because you have a healthy Christian McCaffrey, and I'm sorry. For him to touch the ball, it, what seemed like a small amount, I know he only got like 11 carries, Um they barely pat used him in the passing game, which bothered the hell out of me because that's where he's at his best. And you just tried to – I feel like the coaches wanted Baker Mayfield to feel good about himself or something, especially because it was against Cleveland. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me um, because clearly he did not handle that situation well. He played like garbage. Um but at the end of the day, you still had a chance to win that game, which blows my mind. And they ended up screwing it up. But, nah, man, just the future reference. If if anybody is listening in that... <laughs> who am I kidding? I'm barely going to have anybody listen to these first episodes, but it's all right. It is what it is. But, uh, dude, give the ball to your best player. Just give the ball to your best player. Christian McCaffrey is arguably the best running back in the league. Can we can we use him? Can can you actually He's the only like like come on. Well like what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um but you know, I picked them to win that game. I'm I'm doing a few apps and I don't remember the spread of that game. I know they were on I think they were actually minus two and a half at home. So I picked them. Actually, it might have been a pick them. I don't know. I don't remember. But I picked them, and they disappointed me. Um, I went two and three in my picks, so I didn't do very well. But 
that is what it is. Uh, uh, it's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, no, give give the give the damn ball to Christian McCaffrey, please. Could you just do that? Just do that, and you'll you'll have a chance. All right, next game, 49ers Bears. Now that I'm thinking about it, I picked the 49ers too, and they really failed me. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, granted, it was the it was like a monsoon there. I don't know if anybody saw this, but it was raining so bad that the sideline was crooked on one of the ends of the field. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't care how much it's raining. Shouldn't you have the sideline straight? That had to have been a problem. I don't know what happened, but somehow the sideline got messed up and out of bounds wasn't really out of bounds and it was it was weird but if that's what Trey Lance is going to be I understand why the 49ers decided to re-sign Jimmy G (laughs) I mean I mean woof don't get me wrong I know the weather was bad but but that's the third overall pick he didn't he barely played last year he hasn't played really any games since high school because he played I think he only played like a game in college so how this dude even got drafted as high as he did I'm not sure um but I feel like it's just a case of the 49ers that's trying to be smarter than everybody else like because on the other side of the field for the Bears you got Justin Fields who you know he didn't like the world on fire but he got he did everything he needed to do to win I mean I mean, come on. And the defense showed up. I didn't watch much of the game. I saw a few highlights, but that deep that secondary isn't bad. <laughs> they got a lot of veterans on the defense and if they could figure it out off they have the worst offensive line in football, honestly. So, I mean, if they could figure out a way to be competent, I don't know. I could see the Bears doing some things. I mean, Justin Fields hasn't shown me much, but he he did enough to win the game and Trey Lance was horrible. So that's what I took from that game. Um, next game, Steelers-Bengals. This one was maybe the game of the week because of how many mistakes were made. But it was just crazy action. This was the game to watch at 1 o'clock. Um, this game was just nuts all the way around. I mean, you got Joe Burrow, first of all. Thanks, Joe, on my fantasy team. And you throw four interceptions and fumble the ball. You, you turn the ball over five times. You turn the ball over five times. But this game was so freaking wonky that the Bengals turn the ball over five times and give up like six sacks and still should have won the game. I mean, look, I I know this. I said this was the game to watch. Unfortunately, didn't get it down here. You know, I can't stream every game. But again, I saw the highlights. This game was just nuts. You got blocked field goals. You got missed field goals all over the damn place. All first of all, all over the league the, on Sunday, like no one was making field goals, but um, and that turned out to be a benefit for my Giants. But we'll get to that later. Um, but it was just a crazy game, back and forth all the way through. You had you had Joe Burrow come down in the red zone, and then Jamar Chase catches a touchdown. And they don't call it a touchdown. And Zach Taylor decides to not challenge. Which ultimately, you know, it, it did end up biting them. But actually, didn't it? No, it didn't end up biting them. They scored eventually. Chase got Chase got the ball, I believe, on the right side of the end zone. But, I mean, why are you not challenging that? 
I don't know. It, Zach Taylor's questionable to me. I don't think he's going to be the Bengals coach forever. He's. I also don't think they're going to the Super Bowl again this year. So, you know, he'll probably be done after this year, no matter how good or bad they are. But I don't know. You have five new offensive linemen that you signed. And it's just a completely new group. And they were horrible. Like, like you signed them to, like, this was supposed to be better. So that needs to tighten up, um, you know, a missed 20-yard field goal and a missed extra point to win the game. Well, blocked extra point, so I can't really put that on the kicker. But, you know, they blocked the extra point to go to overtime. And they had, you know, missed field goals in overtime by both teams. Everybody had a chance in this game. The Bengals should have won, but, you know. The Steelers lose T.J. Watt for the pretty much the year. I don't know. He's trying to get second opinions on on you know from doctors. They say he has a torn pec, but if he has a torn pec, he ain't coming back. You can kiss that goodbye, Steelers fan. Sorry, that was really your your the heart of your team right there. Defensive Player of the Year last year. I mean, that's a blow. But I mean, that defense is still good. Mitch Trubisky, I don't trust though. I want to see Kenny Pickett, but. That's just me. All right. Patriots and Dolphins. I'm just, I'm so happy the Patriots are losing and they're not going to be great this year. I love that. (laughs) Bill Belichick has Joe Judge. And I know all about Joe Judge. (laughs) Um, He has Joe Judge and, and Matt Patricia. Like, I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know if they're making the play calls. I don't know if they're doing it together. I don't know if Bill's just doing it himself and he's just saying all this shit to the the media just to, you know, be Bill to the media. I don't know. But they lost. They looked pretty inept. (laughs) The Patriots went down to Miami on Tuesday. This, This blows my mind. They went down on Tuesday so they could acclimate to the heat. Man, are you, are you, are you kidding me? You're, you're, you, I, I mean, I get the idea, and obviously it didn't work, but, like, what are you doing? I mean, you're, you're sending a bunch of dudes down there. It's Miami. These guys are professional athletes. You think they're going to be uh, sitting up in the hotel just hanging out, waiting for the game for five days? No. And you talk about bringing them down there so they could get acclimated to the, to the heat in Miami. <sighs> I mean, you're not going to get acclimated to the heat in Miami in four days. I mean, what's the difference? Just just practice at home. Go down on Friday like every other fucking team does. Excuse my language. See, this is pissing me off. But it's because Bill's the way he is. He, he, he just he bothers me. But I respect the hell out of him. Greatest coach ever, yada, 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 yada. But, like, dude, could you just, could? I mean, be a human being? For I mean, I don't know what you're doing. I don't, I don't know what the decision was. I don't know why he did that. Didn't need to happen. It was just unnecessary. Clearly didn't work. But the Dolphins look okay. I mean, two is meh. He's he's all right. I mean, Tyreek Hill looked good. I was surprised to see him do that well in the first game. You know, they look good. I mean, their defense is elite. They got a lot of players on that defense. So, you know, I think that, I think Miami, I don't think they're going to, you know, I, I think Buffalo is running away with that division. But I think Miami is going to be a wild card team for sure. All right, what we got next? Oh, what happened here? Okay. All right, I'm going to go with the Colts-Texans. It was the least, you know, not that it wasn't competitive. It was a fun game at the end. But 
I, I just hate when games end in ties. I think it's the ri- most ridiculous thing ever. I, I you know, I don't know. It, at the end of the first overtime, I think you should just, you know, see. I don't know. It's the NFL. I was gonna say go college rules. Uh, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't like that because it's NFL. They'll score every fucking time, so that doesn't really matter. Anyway, ended in a tie, 2020. Uh, Davis Mills looks. He's the quarterback for the Texans. If you don't know, he got drafted last year. Arguably, had the best season of any rookie quarterback other than Mac Jones for the Patriots last year. Um, for any of the rookies that were that were drafted, um. But he looked good, and then they kind of settled down in the second half. The Colts finally woke up. Matt Ryan, again, like Baker Mayfield, was dropping everything. I don't know what the hell was going on yesterday. It is the first, not yesterday, Sunday. It is the first week, though. I have comments about yesterday's game, trust me. That was ridiculous. And I'm talking about the Monday night game. Um, but... No, it ended in a tie. So, you know, I you know, I didn't really focus on that game too much. Um, I do think the Colts are gonna win that division. But uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't feel, you know, crazy about either team. I I think the Texans will be better, but that depends on if they have the quarterback or not. Uh and now this game. I'm gonna go through all the games and then end with the New York teams just because I'm I'm gonna delve pretty deep into those games and everything else going on with those teams. So the Packers Vikings. Now this was on at the same time as the Giant game. So I was not watching this game. I was I was solely focused on the Giant game. So and probably for the best because I need to be in separate rooms from. I can't watch games with people. I. Especially the Giants, I'm just a, I'm a maniac. Anybody who's been with me and has watched the game with me would vouch for that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm nuts. My neighbors probably hate me from Sunday. I was, I was going absolutely insane. But anyway, my girlfriend's a huge Packers fan. Loves Aaron Rodgers, and you know, <laughs> it didn't go so well for her. Um, I could hear her from the other room being very upset with what was going on. Um, I mean, hey, man, you lose Devontae Adams and, you know, you start to you start to be thankful for what you had. That's for sure. And miss what you had because you got a bunch of young guys and Aaron Lazard was wasn't playing. So, you know, he was supposed to be the number one. And. I mean, you got Watson in the end zone with a with a wide open touchdown right in the hands, drops it. Um, there's going to be some growing pains with the Packers. I'm ultimately not worried about them though, because you got Aaron Rodgers, man. He's a beast, you know, doing all this ayahuasca and being immunized, and you know, you know, finding his higher being. You know, good for him. I'm glad he actually kind of liked that, but. Doing mushrooms all the time. I don't know if you heard him on Rogan. I listen to Rogan a lot. And <laughs> guys definitely doing some mushrooms. But uh Yeah, man. He, you got him. So he's the you know, he arguably the arguably sorry, can't even talk. The best quarterback in the league. He's won MVP two years in a row. You know, I mean, 
I wouldn't be old, I wouldn't be worried about them. They they go on three. That's when I'll start. You know, kind of being concerned. But I also don't think they're going to go on three. Um, and the Vikings looked really good. Justin Jefferson's a beast. Um, he might take the mantle from Devontae Adams as being the best receiver in the league. Although. Uh, I think Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are going to have a really good year together, and it showed in the first game. Um, but, yeah, no, the Kirk Cousins, I don't trust him. I mean, in a big moment whatsoever. The Vikings can do whatever they want in the uh, in the regular season, but this guy, Kirk Cousins, like, hasn't won a game on Monday Night Football or, or any primetime game. I think his record's, like, one in, like, 15 or something like that, something egregious. <laughs> And he doesn't do anything in the playoffs. So, you know, he'll put up the numbers. He'll do well in fantasy. And once the playoffs come around, you know, he's going to shit the bed like he normally does. But that team is good. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think the Packers are going to win that division. Although the Vikings did show me something with all that being said. But, now, you know, from that, I'll transition to the Raiders-Chargers. Devontae Adams is also a beast. You know, he had a great game. That catch he had in the end zone for the touch, you know, for a touchdown was crazy. It was just literally his fingertips, and he brought it right in. It was nuts. But Justin Herbert is better than Derek Carr, and that's kind of what happened there. Both defenses are decent. Um, I think the Chargers' defense is actually really good. They got a lot of they got a lot of people on that defense. They went crazy in the offseason. Offseason. Um, they got Khalil Mack, a bunch of other names. You know, Joey Bosa, who they've had. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a problem. Um, I believe it's J.C. Jackson that they got as a corner. I could be wrong on that. He could have went somewhere else. But either way, that defense is serious. But And I think the Ra- that division is just going to be nuts. That's the division where, you know, you got the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, and uh, Raiders in that division. That you might have that whole division, you know, go to the playoffs. Although not, that's not going to happen because you got to play the division. So there's going to be automatic losses there. But that division's nuts. But the Chargers are going to be really good, man. Justin Herbert. It you know, it makes me sick because the Giants should have Justin Herbert, but you know, some questionable decisions at the draft. We don't need to get into that right now. I'll 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 delve deep more deep into that later. But yeah, so Chargers win that game. Chiefs Cardinals, that was a freaking blowout. And I love that the Cardinals lost by that much because I can't stand Kyler Murray. This guy signs an extension and and in the contract they have to put in the contract that this guy needs to do four hours minimum of watching tape. I'm sorry, but shouldn't you already be watching tape? Shouldn't that be a thing already? Now, credit to Kyler Murray. He, you know, he does a lot of things. He's a big gamer. I know he's a big, you know, he's with FaZe and does all that stuff and Twitch. And that's all fine and dandy. I like it. You know, be good at that. That's fine. But, I mean, don't let that, you know, cloud the fact that, you know, you need to do stuff for football, man. I mean, especially now, you just got signed to a crazy deal. And eventually, you know, after all the backlash that the Cardinals got from that, 
from putting that stipulation in the contract. They actually eventually removed it from the contract or said they removed it. They probably didn't. But I don't know, man. The fact that you just have you have to require a dude to fucking <laughs> to to watch tape. He's your quarterback. I mean, shouldn't he be the number one person watching tape? Like, what is going on? Like, and then you sign him? Knowing that this was a problem? I don't know. That's some questionable decision-making by the Cardinals to me. But he is good. So, you know, he wasn't very good against the Chiefs on, on Sunday. But he's overall been pretty decent. But that was just a straight blowout. Patrick Mahomes is... a uh, you know, everybody said, you, you know, you got Bart Scott and people like that on, on New York radio, which I listen to every single day, New York sports radio, saying that the Chiefs were going to be the odd team out of that division, saying that they weren't going to make the playoffs. And, you know, after seeing the Broncos on Monday night, mm, I don't know about that. But you got people saying that because, you know, you lose Tyreek Hill. You know, you don't you don't really have this like vaunted defense, but it's like people forget. Like this dude Patrick Mahomes has been a beast since he got in the league. Like, does anybody You know how hard it is to find a good quarterback? On top of having Andy Reid as your coach and you just you just you found you found him. And you know you know what? You know what's crazy? <laughs> the Giants could have got him too. <laughs> it blows my mind. The one thing Ben McAdoo, the former head coach of the Giants, who's now the offensive coordinator of the Panthers, and poof, brutal game. But could have told you that, Panthers fans, sorry. But he's the he's the one dude that was in those draft meetings talking about we need to draft Patrick Mahomes for the Giants when he was with the Giants. Mm, didn't happen. But either way, that's neither here or there. That was a while ago. But he's just an animal. It doesn't matter who's on his offense. He's going to make it happen. I mean, like, this is what I don't understand. Like, when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, I think Josh Allen's personally the best quarterback in the league. That's just my personal opinion. But Patrick Mahomes is a very, I mean, he's not even second. He's like 1B. Josh Allen's 1A. That's just who I'd rather have just because of, he's just a, he, he just runs you over. He's, I, I just like how he plays. Don't get me wrong. I like how Mahomes plays too, but he's you know he's a little more flashy. It's not that I don't like that, but <clears throat> I feel like Josh Allen's more of a sure thing. Either way, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Hold on. Need some water here. Give me a sec. Either way, though, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind have having a uh, Patrick Mahomes be my quarterback. Just you know. Five touchdowns over 300 yards. Spread it out to pretty much everybody on the team. Kelsey did go off. That's another thing, too. You still got Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league. Like, I don't know where these people were coming from. It, it, I don't know. It baffles me. But they showed everybody on, on Sunday that they're still one of the best teams, if not the best team in the AFC. But, no, nah, that's the Bills. They're second best. All right. Okay. Buccaneers-Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, Micah Parsons is an animal and, you know, I can't take that away from him. He's just a beast. But everything about the Cowboys right now, don't get me wrong, I, I, I don't wish for anybody to get hurt, but Dak Prescott now being out for eight weeks, having Cooper Rush, 
Cooper Rush be your starting quarterback for the next two months, and you have literally no weapons on defense, I mean on offense, except for CeeDee Lamb, who did not prove he can be a number one wide receiver. I, I, granted, it's only one week. You know, they got time here. This is, you know, that Monday morning quarterback type stuff, but I don't know. You don't have your starting quarterback. Your defense is okay. I mean, you can get to the quarterback, but um, you have nothing on offense, man. And Zeke is not Zeke anymore. That offensive line is hurt right now. You, you lost your left tackle for the whole year, it seems like. And, uh, yeah, it's not looking so good for the Cowboys, baby. I'm so happy about that. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. You might hate me, but I don't like you. So that's that's about it. Oh, let me not forget, you know, Buccaneers, Brady, all this drama coming in with Brady. With you know, is is at home life. Giselle Giselle is no longer at the house right now. She's staying somewhere else. You know, he's going through some things at home. She's probably pretty pissed off at him that he retired for a month and came back. But uh, hey, he won the game. He he won on Sunday. <laughs> Everybody was so worried about him. I don't know why. He took eleven days off in training camp. Blah 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 blah. It's Tom Brady, all right? This guy's the GOAT. I mean, he's just the GOAT. I hated him when he was in, in New England. I like him way more now that he's not New England. <clears throat> I just couldn't stand New England. But I don't really hate him as much anymore. I do respect... I, do, I, I did hate him, though. I hated him with, like, a passion. But I respect greatness, too. You got to respect greatness. I can't talk right now. Forgive me. But... Yeah, no, he was fine. I mean, it wasn't the best game by any means, but they did enough. They did, their defense is great too. Like their 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 team is stacked. You know, you were worried about the offensive line and you know the problems that they were gonna have, but it looked okay to me. Looked okay to me. I think they'll be okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. Now, before I get to the Jets. And the Giants games. I'm sure everybody listening right now watched the Monday Night Football game. And for Giants fans especially, be thrilled that we have someone like Brian Dayball. And I'll get into the analysis of how his coaching helped us win that game. Helped the Giants win that game. Look at me using words like we and us. I'm that guy, man, especially when it comes to the Giants. I'm that guy. I definitely am. But anyway, this this game last night, first of all, you got Russell Wilson <laughs> coming back to Seattle, getting booed like crazy, and I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that. Granted, I mean, he did kind of want out. I mean, he threw out before the game like, oh, yeah, you know, they were trying to trade me two years prior to this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, try to, probably try to save his own butt. So, you know. But I was surprised. I was surprised he got booed as bad as he did. I was. But he was getting booed, man. That 12th man was raining down on his ass. And, you know, the Broncos didn't look so good. And, look, I'm just going to get right to it. First of all, 
you definitely didn't plan to d- go for a 64-yard field goal. So 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 quit talking about how you planned on doing that, coach. What is what is his name? Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Yeah, no. More like Nathaniel can't hack it. <laughs> uh, he made a lot of lot of questionable decisions last uh yeah, last night. That was you it just baffles me. You have a walking Hall of Fame bust on your team in Russell Wilson. And you can argue all you want. Russell Wilson is going to the Hall of Fame. No if Andrew Butts. All right. He's gone. But how do, you, how do you not let him go for it on fourth and five? You have a kicker who is, first of all, his career long in Brett McManus. His career long 61. Now, can he hit from 64? Yeah, probably. Like, maybe in practice. But a game situation is completely different. And mind you, by the way, a 64-yard field goal would have been the second longest ever in NFL history, ever. So, it do- it just doesn't happen. And you don't let... Uh, and then even before that, you have 50 seconds left on the clock. What, like... What are you doing letting it drain down to 20? It does, like, why would you plan on kicking a 64-yard field? I, I just, it blows my freaking mind. I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand it. Call the timeout, 50 seconds. You have Russell freaking Wilson, okay? This guy, I don't remember the year, but I, I remember the stat. He's second behind Matt Stafford in fourth-quarter comebacks. I don't remember from what year to like the time span, but I just I remember hearing that. And you got this guy to to quote unquote let Russ cook. Well, you didn't let him do it last night. Granted, he wasn't having the best game in the world, and that's I mean I know that could be your reasoning, whatever. But I you just paid him millions like in guaranteed money to sit on the on the sideline and watch that. Are you kidding me? And, you know, I give Russ credit. He came out after the game, defended the decision, which clearly he, he's just bullshitting to the media. I mean, he, he, he wants to be on the field there. You need to put, put the ball in your best player's hand, and he's your best player. You just He's your franchise quarterback. You want to win a Super Bowl with him. He's in Seattle. What do you think he wants to do? That's his whole team. He's getting booed all night. He wants to shut him the hell up. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. Not even, like, call the timeout just to go over it with people. Like, you didn't, like, you were just dead straight. You clearly were dead straight on 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 kicking the field goal because you let the clock run down to 20 seconds. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know, shit like that, bo- like, it just boggles my mind. And I'm not even, like, a football savant. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not crazy. Like, I love football. Don't get me wrong. Like, I watch football every Sunday. I, I. I know football, but like as far as like you know, like come on, even I know. Call you know you have Russell Wilson for a reason. I don't know. That blew my mind. But hey, Geno Smith came out of the woodwork. What the hell was that? I used to see him on the Jets look like garbage. He didn't play well in the second half, but that first half, I don't know what the hell. I don't know where that came from. That first half made him. He looked like Joe Montana. I'm sorry, that was disrespectful. I shouldn't do that. Geno Smith is is not great. 
but but hey, got the win, man. From I mean, it, it just boggles my mind. That was supposed to be, you know, a lot of people thought Seattle was the worst team in the league, or was was gonna be the worst team in the league. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's crazy, but all right. Now to the New York teams, and I have a lot to say, especially about the Jets. And well, I have a lot to say about the Giants too, but that's mostly positive. The Jets. Now I, I listen to all this stuff, so so I know I know a lot about it. These they 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 looked horrible. I mean, the defense looked better, and you know, compared to last year, they looked they looked horrible, and they just looked bad. The offense just couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, you have Joe Flacco in there at quarterback. I mean, I I, I kind of don't expect you to do much, but can you can you look competent? Could you could you try? I mean, I'm not saying you're not trying, but that just wasn't good. I mean, don't get me wrong, you have a lot of issues with the O line, which blows my mind because you've invested so much in the O line. And I mean, granted, most of it's injuries, and you can't really help that, but. You know, you have Beckton being out for the year. You had DeJuan Brown, I believe that's his name. You signed him. He's a veteran. He only plays left tackle. So you had to bring, you had to put Fant back to right tackle, which he didn't play all year last year. And then Brown gets hurt before the game on Sunday. So you have to put Fant to left tackle. And you mixing it up like that, Especially with an offensive line, I have two cousins that were offensive linemen. They'll tell you that that's not good. I mean, you need the continuity with the line, and it was not—it was not a good scene. The Jets looked like one of the four uncompetitive teams in the league out of thirty-two teams. There was four teams that just didn't show up, and they were one of them. Um, but. I have a lot to say about Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, because he, after the game, he went on the K show. It's one of the shows on ESPN New York that I listen to, and you know, he talked about everybody, you know, kind of, kind of killing them and stuff like that. Which no one was really killing them; they were just kind of you know, critiquing what they saw on the field, which was not a good product. And, you know, they, he said, he said, you know, I don't have the quotes in front of me, but he said, you know, you know, he's keeping receipts and, you know, he can't wait to shove it down everybody's throats when they start winning and stuff like that. And he knows they're going to win and all this, all this shit. And it's just like, I mean, where are you putting those receipts, man? <laughs> You've been a coach for a year in a game, and you're in New York. Sorry, but that comes with the territory. And if you can't handle that, that's a problem because, you know, being from New York, these fans don't let up on anybody. I mean, I get it. It's one game, but especially Jet fans. Jet fans have been, they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1970. <laughs> I mean, 
They haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1970. Since Joe Namath was the quarterback. So, I understand where they're coming from and why they're not being very patient. <clears throat> a part of me does get where Salah's coming from. Trust me, a, a part of me does. I don't, you know... I'm a little conflicted on it because I, I kind of like that. I, I like that he's like kind of fighting back about it. But, I mean, don't go after the fan base talking about if you jump ship and, you know, we turn things around, you're, you, you're not allowed back on. Or I mean, it's just not, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you should do that. I don't think it's smart to do that. But um, as I have my dog right now just waving at my hand. I got to let him out. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm back. Sorry about that. But, so, no. I just think, I, I, I don't know. Overall, I don't think that's the best thing. that I don't think a coach should be even thinking about that. I don't know why. It's clearly on the forefront of his mind. He wouldn't have brought it up. Um, you know, for a player, I think it's different. Because, you know, players all the time in post-game post or, you know, whatever press conference they're doing and, and you know, talk about, Oh, you know, we just we block the noise, we ignore everything, blah blah blah. We don't hear the noise. We just are focused on what we're trying to do out there. Yada yada yada. Players hear the noise, okay, and they use it. But I think for a player, it's a little different. Cause actually, scratch that. I think for a coach, it's different. For a coach, I mean, dude, you should only be worried about getting your team ready to play, man. Like your team was not ready to play. Point blank. Period. I mean, and you're going after the fans after a after first of all after a performance like that. And by the way, you're four and fourteen as a head coach of the Jets. So, yeah, man, they they want to see wins. They're tired of the bullshit. And I get it. It's not all you. I mean, you inherited a shitstorm, but you're not even being. Slightly competitive. Granted, like, you know, I get it. Zach Wilson's hurt. He's out for the first four weeks. You know, you got Joe Flacco in at quarterback. You don't want that. But what, what I mean, what would have been different with Zach Wilson? Because he hasn't proven shit to me either. I don't know. I just don't think it's the, like, why are you focused on that? Focus on, on, on winning a game. How about that? How about you go win a game first? You talk all this trash about, you know, when we start winning. Well, could you win one? Could you win a game? I know it's one week, guys. Trust me. I know. This is it's just this stuff gets me going, man. I don't know. Just win a game. Win a game. <laughs> and by the way, I almost forgot a game. And I don't know how I almost forgot a game because I loved Hard Knocks this year. And I love Dan Campbell. And I love the Lions. If the Giants, you know, I'm rooting for the Lions. My allegiance is with the Giants. The Giants, I believe, play the Lions. Don't worry. I will not be rooting for the Lions that day, okay? Not even remotely close, but I would like to see the Lions do well. Um, I really like Dan Campbell. They played Philly, and I can't stand Philly. And Philly looks super good. Their defense didn't look so hot, but I think they'll turn that around. They got They got too many good players on that defense to not turn that around. Philly looks good, man. I'm a little worried about Philly, but 
Um, damn, I forgot about the Washington game, too, in Jacksonville. You know, they're so irrelevant to me, I don't even care about that game, really. Washington won. Carson Wentz did what he normally does. Four, four interceptions, throw some great throws, and then, you know, you see some throws from him that, like, are just like, what the hell are you doing, man? So, they won the game. I don't think they're going to be a threat at all because you have Carson Wentz. I don't believe in him at all. So, it's okay. And back to the Lions, Philly. Philly looks good. The Lions defense needs to figure it out because, I don't know, you're not going to win many games giving up 38 points. Normally, when you score 35, you probably win that game. Well, they scored 35 and didn't win that game. So, yeah, no, I really want the Lions to do well, but we'll see. I like the coach. I like the staff, but they need to figure out that defense. And Aiden Hutchinson was a ghost. So he needs to figure it out too. But like again, one week, one week. Alright. Now we're gonna get to the Giants game. And roller coaster for me. It was a roller coaster. First half of the game was nothing to ride home about. Wink Martindale's defense came to play. Um you had your two best defensive players out, Ojolari and Thibodeau, who I can't wait to see come back because they are, they're going to make a huge difference. They had no pressure on the quarterback the whole day. But um, the first half offensively was not what you're looking for. We had one. I think we had one play. I think the Giants had one play <clears throat> Um. In Titans territory, and it was the last play of the half when they threw the <clears throat> when they threw the ball down the middle of the field. Robinson uh, was it Robinson? Robinson caught it, tried to get out of bounds in time, but he didn't. And uh, that was the only time we were in Titans territory the whole first half. Thirteen nothing at the half. Titans, um, you let in you let in a touchdown. I believe the guy's name was Hilliard, which, by the way, look for him in fantasy, the Titans running back, because he torched us in the in the passing game, just torched us. Um, two touchdowns in the game. But, yeah, man, it, 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 the first half, I was done with the first half, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, all right, it's going to be another one of those years, you know, doing the overreaction like I always do. Daniel Jones, you know, he typical first half from Daniel Jones, you know, less than 100 yards. He was like 9 of 11 or 9 of, 10 of 12, I think, might have been for like 88 yards or something like that. Like efficient, but like all you're doing is dipping and dunking. You're not doing anything crazy. He didn't turn the – well, did he turn the ball over in that first half? It might have been the first half he turned that ball over on the fumble. I can't kill him for the fumble. Um, any quarterback would have fumbled that ball. He was in the middle of his throwing motion. He was in the back of his throwing motion, not in the middle of his throwing motion. The ball came out. Um, he just got he just got rocked on that play. But yeah, first half I'm not I'm not feeling so hot. Then they come out in the second half, force the force the Titans to punt, and Saquon goes for 68 on a run down the field. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit. All right, here we go. 
And at this point, Saquon's having a decent game. He wasn't, like, setting the world on fire yet, which he ended up doing. And Saquon's interesting to me because he was talking about how he's going to prove all these people wrong. You know, everybody was concerned about him coming back and, you know, not really know. Well, I'll tell you what. If he plays like that all year, the Giants have a shot. Not, I'm not talking about Super Bowls. I'm not going crazy, people. I'm not going crazy. I'm a realistic fan. I understand the talent on this team. But you utilize Saquon that way every game, and you figure out a way to get him touches every game, um, they could be a problem. They could be a problem. That's all I'm saying. you got a good defensive coordinator that knows how to run schemes and trick you. The amount of the different you know, styles of blitzes, Blitzes, all the different types of blitz packages that he has at his disposal. You know, he'll he'll confuse you, and the secondary is nothing to write home about. You got you got a Dory Jackson, you know, Aaron Robinson, who I surprisingly thought played pretty well. Um, I was worried about him because he was getting cooked all preseason by second stringers and third stringers, but um, they played well. And I was very, very, I'm, I'm excited, man. Anyway, we get back to, you know, back to it. Saquon goes off for the 68-yard run. And I'm thinking, let's go. And they ended up, you know, rushing touchdown to Saquon. I think it was like an 8-yard run. And it's 13-7. They forced the Titans to punt again. And we get the ball back again. And... Daniel Jones throws a 65-yard touchdown to Sterling Shepard. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on here? The the offense looks competent. Like, we actually look like we know what the fuck we're doing. It it was blowing my mind. And this is, you know, this goes back to the to coaching point I made earlier about Brian Dayball being the new head coach of the Giants and talking about, you know, situational awareness and everything like that. This guy is not going to put Daniel Jones in a situation where he could he can mess up. It's just not. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And before you talk about the interception, or before you say anything about the interception that he threw in the end zone, I'm getting to that. Don't worry. But um, clearly, Brian Dayball, you know, knows what's going on in the game. Can make the adjustments that he needs to make. We don't know what he is yet. It was. It was. It was a good first game. It was a good play calling first game. I don't remember the last time the Giants had all three timeouts left at the end of the half. It blew my mind that we had all three. I was like, "What's going on here? I've never seen that before. That's crazy." Like we had that. We had them at our disposal. It's one thing Joe Judge didn't know what the hell he was doing. But anyway, tie tie the game up at thirteen. Mind you, on the first touchdown, we botch a field goal. So that's great, and you need to keep that in mind. By the way. Second snap, second um, extra point, that snap was horrible too. And I'm thinking to myself, geez, this, whoever the lawn snapper is, and then of course they say that the lawn snapper, the, the starting lawn snapper was hurt or couldn't be there for some reason. I don't remember if he was hurt or not, but it wasn't the original lawn snapper and it showed because those snaps were horrible. I was paying very close attention to that second extra point try because of what happened on the first one. And they make that. So we tie it up 13. And, you know, Hilliard kills us again. They score again, 20 to 13. Now, we punt the ball. And they muff the punt. 
this is what I'm talking about, the roller coaster of emotions. Right, you know, prior to that, I'm pissed off. We went three and out, or we just didn't get, convert on third down, and we're punting, and we're down seven, and I'm concerned. And they punt the ball, muff, we get the ball. Uh, now I'm going nuts again. Now I'm going nuts. And, you know, we get the ball. I, I want to say it was on, like, the 11-yard line. Maybe it was the 8. I don't remember. But it was it's first and goal, man. And um, red zone. Red zone turnovers. And <laughs> Daniel Jones. You know, they split Saquon out to the left. They put him in motion from the backfield. And <laughs> Daniel Jones just stares at him the entire time. Like, I knew you were throwing the ball there, man, and I'm watching on TV. You're just look you're staring at him the entire way. And you throw an interception in the end zone. Now at this point, I I almost threw my phone. I was so pissed off because that's just that that's a horrible interception. That's that's the that's the same old, same old shit from Daniel Jones. You know, you look like you're you know you're managing the game pretty well. You're not playing like a superstar. Let's not let's not be confused here. He's not a superstar, but he was playing well. He wasn't playing horrendous football. He was doing what he had to do. Saquon was going off. That's all. All he had to do was hand it to him, and he throws the one of the most boneheaded interceptions I've I saw all day. And this is what I'm talking about. Back to Brian Dayball. The first thing, the first person on the sideline that sees Daniel Jones at the end of that play when he's on the bench pissed off is Brian Dayball digging into him. Now, I don't know what he was saying. You had Mark Sanchez talking about how he's telling him to throw back shoulder, which I don't know how you throw back shoulder on that play. It was just a bad, it was just a bad play. And, and by the way, Mark Sanchez, Look, I know I'm just doing this podcast for the first time, and it may not be great. You know, we got some kinks that we might have to work out. Mark Sanchez is not great at announcing games. I'm sorry. It was kind of it was kind of hard to listen to. Um, this guy's laughing in between every play. I don't know what the fuck he's laughing at. Like, what are you laughing at? Does it remind you of the butt fumble? Is that why you're laughing? Because <laughs> you're a part of one of the most you know, embarrassing plays in NFL history. It might be the most embarrassing play. That's neither here nor there. I don't want to trash on Mark Mark uh, Sanchez. I just thought it was funny. He was trying to be like Tony Romo, calling out all the plays and stuff, and he got most of them wrong. It was pretty funny to see that. And, But anyway, back to what I was saying. Brian Dable. This guy, you know, he went right at Daniel Jones, and... You know, the defense made plays again, and they, they, you know, they got the ball back. We're in the red zone. Really, we're on like the two-yard line with a minute to go. Gave the ball, handed the ball off to Saquon two, two plays in a row. See, this is the genius behind the play calling. This is something we haven't seen with the Giants for a while. It's just the ingenuity of the play calls. Like, they were actually good. They were good play calls. And they they ran the same play two plays in a row, handed the ball off left to Saquon. 
Then on the touchdown pass, they flipped the, you know, they flipped it to where the the tight end on the right side was going in motion, like making it look like the same play just going the other way. Play action pass, tied op- tight end is wide open in the end zone, touchdown, 20 to 19. Automatically said to myself, you need to go for two. And before anybody starts going, Start saying that going for two was the wrong decision. You're wrong. And I'm going to tell you a few reasons why. Reason number one. Um, the long snapper has sucked the whole game. If you go back and look at both of those snaps for each extra point. Obviously the first one was botched. It went right through the. It went. It hit the, it hit the ground. So it already made it a tough catch for the, for the holder. And it went through his hands. I mean, it was a bad snap. The second one um, was close to the ground as well. Thankfully, the holder caught that one. And, and you know, they made the field goal there. But you already have an instance where you mess up one extra point. Here's another reason. You have three timeouts. Today's NFL, man. I mean, you know, you go for the tie, or you have three timeouts. What am I saying here? Even if you don't get it, even if you don't get the two-point conversion, you have your three timeouts with a minute six left. minute and six seconds left. And you don't get it, and, you know, you're down one. That sucks. You didn't get it. But what do you think Tennessee is going to do with the ball? You think they're going to pass? No. They're just going to hand the ball off and and try to chew the clock up and then pin you pin you deep for a punt. You have three. You know you still have three timeouts. You you get the three and out on a punt. I mean, don't get me wrong. You probably only have 25, 30 seconds from your own thirty yard line to do anything. But it's better than no chance. So you you most likely have an opportunity to get the ball back if you don't get it. And here's another reason why I compared Dayball to, to Nathaniel uh, Hackett or Can't Hackett. I'm going to keep saying that until he you know, proves me wrong. I'm going to say Nathaniel Can't Hackett. <laughs> but Brian Dayball most likely, granted, was going to go for it no matter what. But. Did anybody hear what he did, you know, with the team prior to doing that? He went to everybody on the defense, including the defensive coordinator, but including the players. He went to the group and he says and he before they even scored the touchdown. And he said to them, he asked them. He was like, "Hey guys, I'm going for two if we score here. Is everybody cool with that?" And they all said, "Fuck yeah. Go read go that, that's exactly what happened." That's coaching. He was probably going to do it anyway. But you have your team behind you. Like, they want to play for this guy. You could clearly see that, man. The emotion at the end of that game was nuts. And by the way, that's the first time. this. I know they're only 1-0. It's one week, and everybody's going all crazy and excited. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, them being able to compete for the division or anything like that yet. Because Philly is, is going to be good. And, you know, Washington has a decent defense. 
I don't know. They, they might be battling for second because I think the Cowboys are done now that Dak's out. That's just my personal opinion. We'll see what happens. But, you know, it, it's possible, maybe. But I'm not going nuts after one game. But, like, you could just see a difference in the culture there. Like, I don't know. It's it's a lot different. You don't have Joe Judge act, coming out here acting like, you know, he's Bill Belichick like blah, 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 in the media. He, he was a joke. I'm just sorry. He 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 shouldn't have been he, he shouldn't have been hired to begin with cuz no one even heard of this guy. You know, there's a lot of other people that probably should have got the job above him. And if I'm being honest, I kind of wanted Mike McCarthy. And you know, he's showing me that that was also would have been the wrong decision. But either way, anyway, you can clearly tell there's a little bit of a culture shift already. And Tennessee's a good team. And they were on the road, and they went and beat them. Granted, you had some boneheaded penalties and stuff like that, and it took a missed 47-yard field goal for you to win the game because they eventually drove down the field on you, but you still won. Saquon went for 164 and a touchdown. 194 total. Hit 200 yards total from scrimmage. And... You know, I heard I heard you know Kellerman Max Kellerman, who I I really can't stand. I don't think he knows much about sports at all, personally. But I did agree. This is this is coming from the guy. Now, I agreed with what he said, but this is coming from a guy who said he'd take Kawhi Leonard over Kobe Bryant, which is just asinine. He thinks that Kawhi he thought that Kawhi was a better player than Kobe, which is absolutely ridiculous. And he also said Tom Brady was gonna fall off a cliff like six years ago, and that clearly hasn't happened. So let's just keep that in perspective. But he also is a giant fan and said he it's a hot take. It's one of these it's one of those things that probably isn't gonna happen, but I could see happening. He said that Saquon's gonna get twenty five hundred yards from scrimmers this year. And Considering he got 2,000 in his rookie year, you know, he hasn't been healthy. They have the extra game now. It's 17 games. If he stays healthy and they use him like they used him against Tennessee, um, you know, it's probably not going to happen, but I, I could definitely see him getting over 2,000 for sure. Definitely. He just has to stay healthy. He looked like an animal. He looked, he looked like the best running back in the league, and I'm not going to put that on him yet because... I still think Derrick Henry is great. Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy, he's great. Jonathan Taylor, it's probably disrespectful to even bring him up third because he was the best. He was up for MVP last year, and he almost got two thousand yards rushing by itself, not even total yards. So you know he's a beast too. Um, but yeah, um, I'm really excited about the Giants, man. They got Carolina coming up next week, and I'm about to start getting into all that. I'm going to make some picks and do some things like that. I was going to get into a little bit of baseball, but there was just too much football. And, you know, I've already been going for an hour and three minutes. So (laughs) I kind of, you know, want to get into the other things. I knew I'd go off on tangents, man. This is why I did this, though. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm going to go into next week's games. I just got to pull them up here. Let me see. Um, now, I'm not f- sure of the spreads yet. I'm going to try because I do want to do this 
by picking spreads too, with like games with the spread. So it, it'd be nice to know the spread. Okay, all right, I got them right here. All right, Thursday. So we got. Hold on, what's going on here? This isn't telling me anything. Sorry, everybody. I'm just going to pick the games, win-loss. I'll do the spreads next week. Sorry. By the way, so I'm going to be trying to post these every Wednesday. That's the, that's the plan here, once a week. So, you know, just stay tuned, man. Going to be recapping all the games and doing exactly what we did today. Um, but, yeah, uh, next week, Thursday night, two nights from now. Got a really good game. We got the Chargers in Kansas City. I believe it's in Kansas City. Um, let me just confirm that. But I don't know. Kansas City looked really good the other day, man. <laughs> and and granted, they weren't going up against a Chargers defense. They were going up against Arizona, and Arizona really doesn't have a defense. They have no one that can rush the football. They lost Chandler Jones to the Raiders. So, you know, it'll be a little different. We'll see how they fare. But I think Kansas City can win that game. I think they will win that game. They're at home. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers won, though. But I'm picking Kansas City to win. I wouldn't pick that if you're betting anything, though. I wouldn't go near that game at all. Um, Miami and Baltimore, that's a really good game. I'm interested to see what goes on there. Um... It's in Baltimore. You know, Lamar Jackson came off a so-so game against the Jets, but that's really all you need to do to beat the Jets. So, you know, but he didn't really light the world on fire. And he's going up away he's going up against a way better defense in Miami and I don't know, that's an interesting matchup too. They uh I think that's a pick em too. That should be a pick em. That's a good game. I think I'll go Baltimore, though, just strictly because they're at home. And I think Lamar Jackson will kind of play up to the to the competition there. I think he kind of just took the first week off, especially after all his contract debacle and all that crap that I'm not going to really get into. But, yeah, so I got Baltimore in that game. Uh, you got the Jets against Cleveland. Now, I don't know how you don't pick Cleveland. I mean, it's in Cleveland. The Jets are still rolling with their backup. Flacco, he's not great. He, you know, I believe he's like 6-17 and 17 in his last, I don't know, do the math. What is that, 25 starts? No, 23 starts. So that's horrible. I mean, he's not good. He's the backup for a reason. You know, you're waiting for Zach Wilson to get back, really, to see what that team looks like. And... It's unfortunate because you have a lot of weapons. You got Elijah Moore. You got Garrett Wilson, who you need to get the ball to more. I don't know why you didn't. You didn't do much of it. I mean, he's he's 10th overall in the draft. Give him the freaking ball. Sauce Gardner looked really good, though. He's going to be a stud. He just needs to stay healthy. New new Revis Island over there. But uh, I still pick Cleveland, <laughs> even with their backup in. They have a better defense. They have a better running game. They have a better offensive line. The only thing you can argue is that they might not have a better quarterback, but they have a better everything else, so I'm going with Cleveland. Pittsburgh against New England in Pittsburgh. Ooh, that's a good one, too. I think New England's going to be really bad this year, though, so I'm going Pittsburgh in that game. 
Um, Jacksonville. And who are they playing? What's that? Jacksonville and, and Indy. I don't know. I think Indy will finally get their heads out of their asses. That was a bad first game. Jacksonville is coming, though. They have a decent team. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he looked pretty good. Made a few mistakes, but I think with Doug Peterson being their coach now and not having that whole debacle from last year uh, with Urban Meyer, which was a debacle to say the least, freaking dumpster fire. It's horrible. But I think they'll be competent this year, win seven, eight games. They just need to – They need their defense is okay. They need to get a little better on the defensive side, but – I think Trevor Lawrence will break out, but I still got Indy in that game. Matt Ryan, you know, give, keep feeding the ball to Taylor. He had 164 yards running. Um, so, you know, I think they're just a better team overall. Their defense is better. I pick Indy in that game. Tampa, New Orleans. I'm going New Orleans because New Orleans owns Tampa. That's all you really need to know about that. They always wake up for Tampa, um, except for when it's in the playoffs. But the regular season... I'm pretty sure Brady hasn't beat them yet in the regular season since he's been a buck. So, go with Tampa. Um, forgot to cover that game, too. They played Atlanta and really disappointed me. But Michael Thomas helped me out eventually, and they came back and won. No one really cares about that game, though. It's okay. So, yeah, Tampa, New Orleans. You got Washington, Detroit. going Washington. It's in Detroit. Excuse me. Going Detroit. I'm going Detroit. It's in Detroit. Um... Detroit looked really good on offense. They got a decent running game. Their offensive line looked pretty good. Jared Goff leaves nothing to be desired, really, but he can go off sometimes. I really, really just hate Washington, and I don't trust Carson Wentz as far as you could throw him. <laughs> so go Detroit in that one because I think Detroit will wake up defensively, hopefully. Go watch Hard Knocks, man. That was really good. It was really good. Then you got Seattle, San Francisco. In San Francisco, you know, the 49ers already bit me in the ass because I picked them against Chicago, and they just completely laid an egg. Trey Lance looked horrible. But I'm still going to go with them in this game. I think that Seattle win was just a fluke against the Broncos last night, even though the, you know, the Broncos did everything to lose that game more than Seattle won that game. The Seattle didn't score in the second half. So... You know, that, I mean, that just tells you what you need to know there. I think San Francisco will get their heads out of their asses and finally, you know, use their playmakers. Elijah Mitchell being out doesn't help. Um, by the way, fantasy owners, if you have Elijah Mitchell, he will be out. I'll go through some fantasy stuff soon, though. Um, I still got San Francisco, though. George Kittle should be back in the lineup. That's Trey Lance's safety blanket. They should be fine. I'm going with them. Rams, Falcons, Rams. I'm not going to spend too much time on that game. Houston, Denver. I'm only interested to see what the coach does next in that game. I think Denver will win just because Houston's not not that great. So go with Denver there. Uh, the Raiders and Cardinals. Raiders. Arizona looked horrible, and I think they're going to be bad. I just think they are. I don't know. Kyler Murray didn't look great. You got Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games. So you got him being out for the next five weeks still. Yeah, they don't have much going on there. I think Raiders kind of blow them out. I don't think that's even close. You got Cincy and Dallas. 
the Bengals in Dallas. I think Joe Burrow is going to come back with a vengeance after that first game with the five turnovers, which was pretty horrible. Trust me, I know. I had him on fantasy. It pissed me off. But, uh, yeah, so I think I think they'll come back. You know, Dak Prescott being out for eight weeks doesn't help anything um, for the Cowboys. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I You, you just... I think the Bengals are going to win that game. It's in Dallas. I mean, not that that means much at all. But yeah, so now to get to the the Giants game. Giants-Panthers. There's one thing I am concerned about with the Panthers. And that is Christian McCaffrey. And if they figure out how to get him out in the pass game, I am concerned, extremely concerned. Because our linebacker situation for the Giants is not great. And no one will be able to keep up with McCaffrey in the open field. So that's the one thing I'm concerned about. Other than that, we should have our two playmakers back on defense in Ojolari and Thibodeau. So they'll be able to get pressure on Mayfield. And with the way he looked on Sunday, if they get pressure on him, I have a very good feeling about the Giants winning this game. Uh... I think they're. It says here actually they're two and a half point favorites, and they're no, they're playing at home, so that's a pick 'em. Hey, I don't think I agree with that, especially after watching the first week. But I finally found the spreads. Don't worry, I'll do the spreads next week. I'm just gonna pick straight up. But obviously, I'm gonna pick the Giants. My team. I want to see how they respond if they have an emotional letdown. I'm looking at the stat right here. Saquon Barkley went for 18 carries, 164 yards, and a touchdown. If you give him the ball, I mean, you saw what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt did to them to the Panthers defense the other day. Give Saquon the ball, please, and and just let him do his thing. And I think the Giants will win that game. 2-0 start. Isn't that crazy? That'd be crazy. Um But yeah, so you know, as far as fantasy goes, I'm not gonna go crazy into the weeds with it. There's a few things that I know, like Elijah Mitchell, he's out. Prescott, if you have him, you might might as well just get rid of his ass because he's out. He's going to be done for a little bit. Um, look, I'm opening the fantasy app now, and I started off 1-0 in both my leagues. So what you got to say about that? That means listen to me when I'm when I'm talking about fantasy stuff. But, you know, just some players to look out for. You know, I have... There's a few QBs available in my league that kind of blow my mind. I got Matt Ryan available. If you could pick him up, figure out a way to get him. Um, I think he's going to have a day against Jacksonville. I think you know, him fumbling the ball as many times as he did. I think he's going to be better. I just think he's going to be better. Um, a few sleeper picks. Jeff Wilson. If you don't have Jeff Wilson on your roster... I would definitely try to get him. Reason being is he's the backup to Elijah Mitchell in uh, San Francisco. I would definitely, 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 definitely look into putting him in maybe as a flex option. He's going to be getting, well, I I think he's going to get a lot, especially uh, especially since Mitchell's out now. 
at least for two weeks. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, if anybody ever has any fantasy questions, you know, I try to help them out. It's, it's tough though. It depends on how many, like I'm in an 18 team league. I don't know why the fuck I did that. That's just a lot of people. And we did it on ESPN. So literally only the top four teams are going to be considered in the playoffs. So it's. I don't know why they did it, honestly. I mean, it's just fun family thing. We have, the, we have the whole family in it, pretty much. And so, you know, it's fun. It's a fun time. We did the draft together. It was pretty funny because you got a bunch of people in there that don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Normally, I don't like that. I don't like being in leagues like that. But with considering who it's with, I'm, I'm cool. It's funny. It's just funny to me. Now, my other league, and if you guys are listening to me right now, you motherfuckers. Start looking, man. You know who I'm talking about. Start looking, okay? Set your goddamn lineups. I mean, we put money on this for a reason. Like, can we, like, nothing bothers me more. I'm not doing the league again next year. Straight up, if that happens. So, yeah, that's about it. You know, just set your damn lineups, please. Just look. Just look. That's all I'm asking. All right. I think I'm going to end it on that. Yeah, man, this was fun. I am glad I'm doing this, and I hope, you know, to get most of you guys to join me again next week. I'm going to be doing this every week. I'm going to try and post every Wednesday, you know, do all that, record on the Tuesday, get all the games in. And, yeah, so, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks.